0: Hello, hello! Welcome to Oovball Raw USA. Uh, I'm Gary Otto, and Oovball is somewhere, but he is. Uh, I'm I am taking over the show for him for a little bit. So, so get nice and comfy, and you can say, "Who the fuck is that guy?" He hasn't directed anything. All you want, because I just don't care. Today, we're going to talk about (laughs) The Matrix Resurrections. Now, I thought, let's go back. I'm going to start at the beginning here. So Matrix, the original Matrix. I was a kid when that came out. I was probably like my early 20s. I remember, you know, how exciting and fresh it seemed at the time, the first film. And then the second one and the third one came. There was a lot of hype. Uh, but it seemed to lose its way with the storytelling. It got way too dense. I could still follow it, of course. But it wasn't as engaging uh, or rewarding uh, as a film. The second one and the third one. So, you know, that those films inspired so many things. They inspired, look at the... Look at House of the Dead and the, the bullet time camera effects. I mean, that was really popular around that time. Uh, a lot of stuff, that movie made a lot of stuff popular that was borrowed and used in other mediums, video games, other movies. Our pop culture was influenced by this. Like, goth suddenly became on the mainstream. Uh, like the trench coat uh, leather thing was was more popular and pushed onto the surface as a mainstream fashion trend. So the movies were very influential but the heart and the message of the films about being unplugged from the machine. Now I think that this new film was brilliant. I I I saw it in IMAX. I was in an empty theater and um I could really identify with it was a it was a very uh what what do they call it um meta. It's a very meta film. It's a film within a film or it's the characters from the original film are plugged into a new matrix like Neo and Trinity. But <clears throat> there were so many things in there that I could relate to, like the depression. Um, th- there was a lot of things under the surface there uh, that didn't connect with the average mainstream audience because it went it went over their heads. It was too um, it was almost insular of internet culture how easily people are influenced by one another, how people need to be told what something is. Uh, There is a lot of little tiny things in there, like when he's developing the video game, because Neo plays a video game developer who is tasked by Warner Brothers to make another Matrix uh, video game. So his character is kind of like a central point, but... Completely disconnected from reality, like his reality is sitting around his apartment, waiting endlessly, going to meetings, endless meetings, filled with so many different opinions of what it could mean and what it could be. But all it really is, is distractions. They're all distractions. It's just like the real world that we live in today. You're plugged into the internet and you can't really focus on any one central thing. Your whole life is kind of like speeding you by as you waste away in, I don't know, a circular uh, effect. Because he wasn't getting anywhere. That scene with him on the toilet was pretty uh, on the nose. It's almost like they're insulting, um, not the previous films, but the trends that the previous films have. uh Influence that have gone far and beyond the existential point of what the series is, the point in general. Because all the action is just trimmings to what they really want to say. And people these days have to be told in this storytelling format, typically uh, not in this film. And that's why I think they didn't connect with it. They need to be uh, told more and more as the time moves on it seems right now I need to be on the nose. People need to be, people, things need to be direct. Nothing can be subtle. There were subtle elements to this film that I thought were really bold and daring. Like the Merovingian character who represented uh, culture and fashion and, and all that in the original, uh, in the second Matrix. He was the character that represented art and uh, kind of like a pretentious air. But he's in this film, he's dressed like a bag man. He barely speaks English, but when he's speaking French, he's cursing at the audience. And he's talking about how people who play video games are brainwashed. And he's cursing at the audience for choosing video games over books and traditional um, methods of enrichment we're in a society where somebody can read a fucking manual and then suddenly think that they're a professional. Mm-hmm. So he's upset, you know, and I get it. But most people, that might have just gone right over their head. Especially the action scene that surrounded that scene. It seemed really dull. People are like, what? The action doesn't seem as good as the originals. I think they purposely didn't um, bring back the stunt choreographer from the original Matrix films. Because they wanted to get that point across that this is old and stale. And by now it's gotten rote and tiresome. They're like fighting each other and it feels, it looks like the Matrix, but it feels like they're in a video game. It's like, ha, kicks and yeah, you know, punches. So I think that that in itself is saying to you, hey you've lost your way. We've lost our way. But people who are watching it are, are still addicted and still completely. They're not very self-conscious of the fact that they've been warped and molded by this machine in real life, not just this movie. And that's what I think makes this movie so brilliant. Like for things that, things that happened to me in my life, like I've gotten fat, I've gotten thin People want to say that Neo seeing himself as somebody else in the mirror is an allegory for like trans stuff. And I guess it's all, um, it's all interpretable. It's art, but, and I can see that, but I just see it as simple as, uh, you know, the way that the world sees us is not necessarily the way that we see ourselves. It's the same thing with me right now, every day. You know, when I was uh, heavier, people looked at me like I was a piece of shit. And, um, you know, in that movie, he's kind of like lost and forgotten because he's he's not as super attractive in, his, in the actual state that people see him in. He's older. He just blends in. But it's not the way that he sees himself. It doesn't really matter how people see him, but it affects him. It affects the way they treat him. It affects their reactions to him. It's very interesting because we deal with that every day. When you're beautiful and you go out there, if you're a woman, you get the doors held for you, and you don't know when it's a genuine person who's just being polite or if it's somebody who wants something from you because you're beautiful somebody who, like me, would not have that problem. Um, It's incredibly superficial right now, an incredibly superficial world. That movie was all about the layers and just endless layers to cover up the central point. Now, yeah, it says more about our life now than it does about the Matrix, but it says something so important. Like in that last scene where... Um, Trinity Trinity suddenly has the powers and you know she sees the skyline and even though it's fake she says that it's beautiful it's like get up off your computer get up and start living your life stop caring what other people think of you Stop caring uh, about trends, about social media. Stop trying to represent yourself as something perfect. Stop expecting perfection from others. You know, there's so many things that I believe that were showcased in that film. Uh, And it's really sad that people are not able to derive all the multiple layers of this film because they're reading the context of reviews, which largely don't grasp the point. Uh, Maybe they're feeling attacked or sullen about the fact that they're being criticized, the generation that's reviewing the film. Or it could just be that people read these articles and they are so limited in their ability to express themselves or dissect and disseminate a film that they go by what the reviewer says and just parrot that as if it was their own thought. Yeah, The Matrix was dull and boring. It got bad reviews. Oh, I didn't understand it. It was different, you know? Or, like, I don't know. It's different than the other films. And it basically says, we're a bunch of fucking idiots Somebody is manipulating us and taking control. It is not Joe Biden or fucking whatever the fuck nonsense you want to say. We are our own worst enemy. It's us. The internet is a reflection of us. But it's warped. It's distorted. It's hyped up on steroids. It can be good. It can be bad. But for us to define ourselves... On this, it's not living a life. It's not truly living a life. It's not being open to life. Because there's only one life. And you can say what you want about God and heaven. But imagine, imagine for a second that really we were wrong and this is it. You really want to embrace what we've got while we're living it. And try to leave a legacy. Because what the fuck is the point of us? A real legacy, not a pop culture legacy. Even if it's, if it was a legacy to get people to think, then sure, pop culture legacy. To think and take action. And stop being such fucking copies of copies of copies. I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of people thinking that the goal in life is to be a social media influencer or to get people to think that you are better than you actually are. I want to see reality. I want to see the imperfections and the nuances of the human spirit. Anyway, guys, I kind of went off track there. Everybody, watch this film. Watch it with an open mind. It's not usually like me to like talk about some major Hollywood film in such a positive way, but it's rare that any film comes out that's a major AAA blockbuster action film that has anything to say that's important. And with the way that our culture is going and the rise of dehumanization, I think it's important that we take a step back and allow ourselves to admit that we're overly harsh and try to better the way that we interact with one another so as not to poison the well, so as not to poison the mirrors, because the people behind that screen get frustrated because of things that happen in their real life. That's why they amplify themselves. That's why they become trolls, because they have no outlet, because they have no... This is their freedom. This is their vent. And they use it in such destructive manners as to spread poison into others' minds and souls. And then we're all miserable, trying to get revenge on one another, and there's nothing, no progress, no evolution. It's just super snazzy-looking, fucking emptiness have a great one guys I'll talk to you soon bye bye